guys, and welcome to another episode of In Her Purpose Show. This is a platform where we feature female game changers who have paved the way on succeeding their goals and continue to inspire at the same time. I am your host, Mafe Yunan Velasco, and this show is very close to my heart because I am able to learn and grow weekly with two amazing women who are the founders and also authors of the In Her Purpose book and company. So honored to introduce to you all the, the amazing duo. First, we'll start with Jen Redondo Marquez, who is a game changer herself, working in the tech world and serving as a mentor for Collective Hustle and Filipino-Americans in Silicon Valley tech, FASTA. And of course, Rose Buado, mother of two, businesswoman, mentor to young women entrepreneurs, inspirational speaker and manager of the Philharmonic. Hello, ladies. Hi, Mafe, how are you? Good, good, good. Good to see you, Rose. It's is Jen with us? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, she's offline. Oh, here she is. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Another amazing um, episode that we have here because we have another special guest. So um, let me introduce her. Uh, today we have the amazing Victoria Herrera, also known as Vicky. Vicky is a writer, brand, and content strategist an entrepreneur based in Asia. She is currently head of partnerships for Kumu, a social media app and tech startup in the Philippines with a focus on live stream content. And of course, we have to plug that. We have uh, hello to the Kumu community that is um, the show also streaming on. So guys, be inspired and let's welcome Vicky Herrera. Hi, Vicky. Hi everyone on Kumu. It looks like she may be offline, but we'll be on soon or shortly. Well, that is the challenge of live streaming. And I know we were talking offline with her that um, in the Philippines, sometimes we have that challenge. So anyways, ladies, how's, how's everything um, in her purpose marketplace is doing well. Yeah, it's yes. doing great. I'm having a great time. We're promoting other uh women-owned businesses and we're, we're just here to help people uh, or support people in their their little businesses and we're really excited i'm wearing earrings right now from the shop i ah, love it yeah check and it out on the website right now um currently jenna rose uh is featuring of course uh, ladies who are a part of their book with their products and it will be such a great idea for you all to check it out and perhaps maybe um, purchase a product for your loved ones, especially this season. It's Christmas and it's at the comfort of your own home, shopping in your, you know, in your couch. There she is. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Hi ladies. Hello. How are you? How are you? Don't worry. We've got we've got the whole live thing going. So even it's if the you internet, I swear it's the internet. The past few days have been so hard, but I'm here trying to connect. So, yeah. It's Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Good? All right. Just making sure. Yeah. Can thank you, you for inviting. I moved. I hopped. I like put on a jacket. I was ready to hit the street to just try to find a better signal. <laughs> Praying to the signal gods. Yeah, I was. 
just ready to hit the road to make it to this live stream. But uh, thank you for having me. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, we're, we're, we're really happy to have you on today's show. I know we connected through Kumu, but um, I personally have been following you for a while now. And, you know, you've done so many amazing things from We Talk Asia to Next Theory and theoretically speaking, and now working on Kumu. So I would love to hear all about your background and what was your inspiration for all these ventures that you've just been doing. That's a very long story. So um, let's pray to the to the uh, gods that it'll will last. <laughs> um, so basically, I grew up. Well, I was born in Long Beach, California, and I moved to the Philippines when I was young. And then here in the Philippines, um, oh, I actually moved here first. My siblings used to live in the states as well. And then when they finished school, they all moved here and then they got into the industry here. So they got into um, everything from fashion to nightlife, um, everything like music, everything. So my siblings at the time, maybe, you know, before I was 10, all I saw was their influence of being a creator. And when you see that at a very young age, I think that kind of makes you think that anything is possible. It, it instilled in me a belief system that you can create your world and you can create your life. And, um, and I thought that was normal that everyone thought like that, by the way. <laughs> um, I thought that was a normal thing. And then um, I, I grew up just always wanting to... Well, first off, I was the youngest of five, so I was always very jealous when they would you know, go to the club and I was underage and I couldn't hang out with them. I was like, you know that that puppy who's just like following all the other siblings, like Mafe knows, like I was that sister. And um, parang I was always like semi-jealous that they were doing cool stuff and I couldn't, right? And then um, when I got older, when I was more of a teenager, I was like, you know, I wanna join like this world. And I started freelance writing for magazines. And I was so young, I feel like the editors were just like, okay, well, she's a sister, like just give her something to write, <laughs> you know, like, eh, just give her something. And I remember, I swear, like my very first writing assignment was like fashion horoscopes. You know, it was like, if you're a Gemini, get two of this, right? And I thought that was the coolest thing because someone gave me a chance. <laughs> Like, yes, I, I think that's the coolest thing. Yeah, when you're in high school, like you go to school, you're like, yeah, I'm a published writer. And then you're like, where? I'm like at the back of the magazine, right? That's me. That's my name. It's like, what did you write about? I told people to buy, you know, this matching earrings if you're a Gemini. Like just something really light. It was, it was so poppy. Like it was like really not impressive, but to me it was. And I think and at that me, time, I'm very impressed. <laughs> so when I tell people these stories, I'm like, no, that's where it starts. Like it starts from that thrill of just creating something and doing something. And um, and then it it kind of snowballed. Like I was, I was, I got my foot in the door through my brother. But of course, it's up to you to stay in the door, right? Like stay in the room. 
so I had to just, um, yeah, I just kept my relationships with the editors. I would always message them. I'd be like, hey, I think this is a great story. We should write about this. We should write about that. Can you imagine like a 16-year-old just always like, I don't even think there was no, there's no social media. So it's obviously via text, like on a Nokia or something, <laughs> like something really old. I just remember that. And I would really bug them and say, hey, can I visit your office? Can you meet me in Coffee Bean? I have a story for you. Thinking that it was the coolest story, but really it was like looking back, like that was not cool. Um, but I think that like the passion to, to have stories was just there. And that was something that I, I was learning from my siblings. Like if you have an idea and you're really passionate about it, you can message people and, you know, pitch the idea. So that started. And then I got into um, very shortly modeling industry for a while, learning the ropes there. Um, and then I worked for my sister's magazine status because by then you had to write. <laughs> and it wasn't just horoscopes, ladies. Um, I could actually write. I graduated so I could actually write feature articles and then I became a features editor for her magazine. At the time it was called Status Magazine. Um, and at the time, it was around over a decade ago when we were doing it, we kind of were looking at what, you know, like Vapors Magazine was doing in the state, Complex, Nylon. We were like, that's so yeah. cool. There's nothing, there's nothing in the Philippines. Let's do something like that here. And then um, I was one of the earlier people on her team. I remember the stories I would write would be like, you know, Shepard Ferry, um, Jose Parla, Faffy. Like those were the artists I was writing about, but writing about it here in the Philippines and no one knew who they were because we had no exposure to that. And we had no streetwear at the time. Um, and then when I was working with my siblings, Matthew knows this, my brother wanted to do, wanted to get into streetwear at the time. At the time he was running a nightclub called Embassy and he was, he started it. And then he was also DJing and throwing all these nights. I would always see like all our friends there. And then um, my brother wanted to get into streetwear and he met um, this guy called Meng. He lives in the States and he started a brand called oh. Grey One. Grey One. Yeah. So, so John met Jerry in, um, in the States and then Jerry, and then they got along and then John goes, Hey, do you want to like bring this to the Philippines? And then they're like, okay. So my brother and my sister started a store called Grey One Social. And it was one of the earliest, earliest, earliest stores of, of streetwear in the Philippines before streetwear even took off. And you know, just seeing them build that brand build, um, even, you know, but my siblings are very hands-on. So if I said anything from like the magazine to the streetwear store to the club, they just didn't start it and leave it. They were actually very hands-on. And that's something I always saw being role modeled when I was younger. Like anything my mom did, she'd always be there. She'd always look at things. Um, my mom used to have a bakery in Long Beach. She'd be so hands-on. And it's the same work principle that my siblings had. So if it's at the club, John would check on every guest. He would check on every table. Uh, he'd make sure that all the DJs he talks to are okay. Rosario would check every article. Um, she also used to style. So she would make sure, like, you, you know, nothing passed her eye. And then, you know, I was learning that growing up. So my whole life, that's just what I was exposed to. When you think of idea. 
when you think of an idea and you start it, you know, also be there to grow it. Also put your passion into it. Like don't just, you know, abandon it. Make sure that, you know, if you're going to lead something, also nurture it. And that's something I really picked up from them. And um, that's just how I was raised, right? And then uh, a few girls are still with me because I could be talking and stop me anytime. Stop me anytime. No, I love it. I love it. I'm um, like learning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when I was in my early Did we lose or is it me? Here. Vicky. I think we lost. But my gosh, I'm like hanging to hear what she was about to share. Like, oh, <laughs> hanger. Yeah, me. <laughs> you know, like, what's such a small, crazy world is I. So Rose and I grew up in SoCal and we knew Jerry. So when she, yeah, we've never met anyone in their family, but we know, we know Jerry. But no, like what uh, Vicky was sharing, I, I did with this, the Herrera siblings are just, you know, they take action, you know, whatever they put their mind into. And they were the people I, I also admired, you know, um, from Teresa the, and then Rosario, and just being a model at the time too, they were the ones behind the scenes. They were the ones, you know, are making things happen. And I was like, I love this family. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. one to build with my kids. And um, until now, of course, you know, Vicky's story, um, she's a game changer right now being like you, Jen, female in the tech industry with Kumu. And that's something that I actually wanted to ask her about too. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know um, what brought her to the Philippines. At yeah, me too. And um, why was she the first? So I, I kind of want to know more about that. And yeah, I love the work that she's doing in the Philippines. How she's kind of like bridging the bridging the mainstream or like the pop culture of mm -hmm. what the U.S. is going through and what the Philippines is going through. And it's such a great cause. And, and you can just tell by the way she's talking. Um, she's very passionate about it, and she has a lot of purpose. So I'm really glad that we were able to talk to her, even if it was just for a little bit. Um, <laughs> hopefully she'll be right back on. <laughs> Yeah. I know we have we have so many questions. Like we started with the first question, yeah. but Sorry. she's amazing. Sorry, They're all amazing. This sucks. I really hate the internet right now. I'm like cringing every time I get cut off. I have like low key anxiety. I was like, please work with me. But yeah, I'm back. Um, so we left off. And you were sharing about uh, Grade One so Social, right, ladies? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So that was all happening. I was growing up. I was watching my siblings do all of that. And then, um, I don't know if you have this, but in my early 20s, um, I was in the industry. I was known as being their sister. I was, you know, having such a great time. But then I hit... Something happened and then I hit rock bottom. And then um, I was just so unhappy with everything, which I don't know why. It was just like that moment of, of depression. And I experienced that really, really early. And I was also like, there's something that 
it's just there's something off even though everything looks great on the surface i'm just i'm just not happy and um that was a really tough conversation i had to have with my mom because i didn't want her to feel like i was so ungrateful right and you never want your family to feel like you're ungrateful for everything they've helped you with but there was something that i was like i'm not happy i don't know what's going on and i need to figure this out and then i decided to step back from the industry and i disappeared and um I was around 22 at the time and first it started like uh well I stopped going out and then um I like I stopped you know doing some social stuff and then um I think that was around the same time um oh I forgot to mention this I got signed to a radio show with Sarah our friend and um I, I was doing that for one year and it was so hard because our show was all about positivity and happiness and we even had a life coach but behind the scenes I had so much struggle because like I had to act happy on air but I was struggling so much and anyone who knows me they know I I really am naturally happy but it was a time where I felt like I was faking it for so long and then um Sarah knows and she was always there she was helping me through things and then oh, i'm crying because i'm just remembering that time um and then after that i was like okay the show ended we released our final project and then i just told everyone here i said hey i need some sp- i need a break and then um and then i took time i took time off and then i i lived in well i moved countries and the closest country here is that i could move to that i knew i could kind of adapt to was singapore So I moved to Singapore at the time I moved in was I moved in with someone that I was dating there. Um well we both moved there together and then I lived in Singapore for two and a half years and then after that I moved to Hong Kong for two and a half years and I was out of Manila basically for 5 years, right? And when I was out of Manila, I got to see the world differently. And that sounds so weird for some people like what do you mean i was like no you don't understand like my my bubble was manila like i only knew what was happening in the philippines and manila and then when you live in other countries you become more humble you know what i mean like you're like oh my god it's bigger than this <laughs> like it's like even just seeing how events were done overseas or how the tech industry was done overseas or how um everything how trains would run overseas <laughs> you're like what do you mean the trains come on time that's crazy right um or even like how how you saw internet would work overseas you're like what do you mean there's no delay and i would ask all these questions to my friends who live there i'm like what you mean like you're connected right away i was like for real like i was i was doubting them like they were lying to me that things worked right or systems worked so that's when i started to kind of see everything from systems to culture to um industry just how things worked um in another asian country and then um after that experience when i moved to hong kong it was just like a different energy because hong kong has you know it's just more fast paced than, than singapore and that's when i started to get into marketing again but i didn't want to be in front of the camera i really started getting to more brand building um Yeah, just a lot of brand launching and um I formed when I was in Hong Kong, I was 27 when I moved there till I till I was about 30. Um I started to do what did I do in Hong Kong? Well, I I went out, not gonna lie. I hit up Lang Kwai Fong a lot. <laughs> um 
I got it. Yeah, too. Work hard, play hard. I mean, <laughs> it's I, Hong Kong, baby. To, I'm not <laughs> right. <laughs> I used to go there a lot for work, and I know very well. Right? You're like, yeah. you just get sweeped into the energy of the city. Yeah, and I just saw how, like, I just started to experience just, yeah, just how things were in terms of the industry, and I was so inspired, and um, I got back into life coaching again, I remember, because I was doing life coaching when I was doing the radio show, I was learning about it, and then when I left the country, I was just, you know, like, trying to heal in my own different ways uh, overseas, everything from going to, like, yoga studios to taking workshops overseas for five years. And then I got into life coaching again, uh, right when I was around 29. And then I was just super inspired. And I just said, hey, this would be so dope if it were for women. And then you can kind of see where this is going. So Hong Kong was like my brand building. I started Next Theory. I was like doing all this stuff. And then I discovered life coaching. And then I said, yo, this would be so dope, but like for women, because I feel like women, like there's so many things that we go through that we don't talk about, especially in the Philippines. And it was like a throwback to everything I was experiencing when I was 22. Like I had no role models. No one was talking about these things. And I just wanted to do that. And I kind of was talking to my younger self who was just so lost and so confused. And I just... It was just at a point where, like, everyone was valuing these things that I never gave a shit about. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it happened again. I got cut off. No, you're good. You're, no, good. you're here. You're here. <laughs> Can you hear us? Oh. She probably did before, before anything. Okay, now I have more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Here she comes. I'm waiting anxious or patiently. <laughs> I think um, maybe Vicky can answer that because I do remember her leaving and I would always try to keep in touch with her and ask her, when are you coming back? You know, and I didn't know she was going through that. But, um, you know, it's nice that she can be honest about her feelings. Yeah. I mean, looking back also, like when we were 20, I mean, we didn't really know much, but we thought we did. Right. 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 And knowing what we know now, it's like, gosh, all the possibilities, you know, of like career opportunities. But it's, I guess, it just comes with getting wiser. Um, right. You know, just knowing, because I had older mentors or older friends, and I always like was always curious. I was always asking a lot of questions. They probably looked at me like, "What's wrong with you? Just go have fun," <laughs> you know. But <laughs> You know, just what Vicky is sharing, she did experience the world on her own. And there is that sometimes, you know, challenge being stuck in the bubble in, in Manila. I mean, Jen, you were out here. Um, it was us, right? Uh, luckily, we all had an experience of living outside of the Philippines. So we kind of had um, a similar experience. But sometimes it can, you know, can be draining but you have to just explore other communities or stay in touch with your I guess your your upbringing I mean for me that was my always go-to you know I just made sure okay my family was rooted in Australia um, I had this background this personality 
yes, I will adapt to the ways in, in the Philippines, but I'm not going to change, you know, mm -hmm. me as a woman. And Vicky, go for gold. <laughs> it's okay. I'm so sorry. I'm that like always. I just think so it's so messy. crazy that you guys just like straight moved countries. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to move from LA to San Francisco. Like you guys straight moved from like Australia and the Philippines to Singapore and Hong Kong. That's like crazy, Victoria. guys. Yeah. When you went to Singapore, Victoria, did you know what you were going to do out there? Or were you just like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go out there and I'll figure it out. Or did you have something lined up already? Or like, how did you proceed? No. No, and this is only something you can do when, like, you're, like, not thinking, right? <laughs> and not planning. Because I was, like, 22, 23. So I read, I read The Secret, okay? <laughs> and I just told my mom, I was like, no, I'm going to manifest this. And no, I, just, I believe that. Yeah, and I just, I read The Secret when I was 19, when all of this was happening. And I got so into Law of Attraction and doing the vision boards and writing things down. And I just, you know, willed things into existence. And I, I still study that. I, I still watch YouTube videos of Law of Attraction and everything. And um, at the time, I can't explain this, but something was also telling me to go to Singapore. I started to hear whether they call it like the universe or a download or like your inner voice. I was guided. And not everyone understands that because they always think that I'm just reckless, right? But at the same time, I'm like, no, it, it feels fine. Like, I don't feel afraid. Like, this is a wrong idea. I go, and something about it, even when I made the decision, even when I moved there, even if I didn't know what every day would be, um, there was a quote in The Secret that said, like, you don't need to see the whole staircase. You just need to take the first step. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, my philosophy for five years. Because I wasn't, like, at 22, yeah, I'm going to start next theory. I'm going to start She Talks. Like, that was not even in my mind. It was, when I was 22, the only thing I wanted to do was feel better. I didn't yeah. care. I didn't care about modeling. I didn't care about the club. I didn't care about anything. I just wanted my soul to feel better. And at the time, the only thing I could hear was like, you need to get out and you need time off and you need space because I'm not this person and I don't want to be in this. At the time, even before social media, right? It was like, I don't, there's something not right. And I don't want to attach my value and validation to these things because this is not me. And I looked crazy because I just walked away from a lot. And then um, I didn't want to, again, I didn't want to seem ungrateful, but I just had to take time off. So I remember like I stopped tweeting, I stopped going out. And then I, when I moved to Singapore, um, I just liked the silence. And I don't know yeah. if that makes sense to anyone, but I would just be in a coffee shop and have coffee and I would just enjoy the fact that I couldn't hear, like it wasn't noisy anymore for me. You know what I mean? It felt peaceful and I needed those moments of peace and I needed yeah. solitude and quiet time. I needed it. Mm -hmm. And that helped, that helped me heal. That was like my beginning of my healing journey. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to be like real, real, I really got into, because I was exposed to a different culture. I started to meet different circles. And when I tell you like this, this rabbit hole of like manifestation, healing, all of that started like 
opening up. Like I started to see like the numbers everywhere. I, I started to see workshops on like everything from chakras to angels to the universe. I would just, I just went into that journey for five years everywhere from Singapore to Hong Kong. Even when I moved to Hong Kong, I would still be like looking like, Hey, are there any like um, healers on this or past life regression? Like, I started getting really into this whole world and you know, I just started to understand a lot of things about myself, truly about me, that wasn't based off of an identity that was carved for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when I started to understand my voice and what my voice means to me and what my truth is for me, not as someone's sister, not as someone in the industry, not as someone who like whatever, you know, I was like, okay, who am I? And then what do I really want to do? And then um, that was my five years. That was like the, nothing was posted online. No one knew I was going through this. No one knew I was going through all these transformations and healing journeys. And this is like, one of the first times that I'm really like talking about it because I feel so comfortable now talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely before I felt like, Oh, if I said this out loud, they, you know, I would get all this judgment and then I can't post my crystals online. Like there's so much I was like, you know, like there's so much I was hiding from the world because I just thought they wouldn't accept me. And then now, now I just feel more free that yeah. I can express myself and, and you know really me not like oh this is the perfect version of me right like yeah yeah, that's this is great um so anyway I'm rambling because I'm semi-nervous that I'll get cut off no No, you're doing great um okay so tell me tell or tell us um were you able to actually go through the, the transition and find yourself and you know live in a purpose that you're maybe now yeah um I would say towards my late 20s no I'm only 33 so it's not I mean come like <laughs> come on girl <laughs> was, it, was it that long ago <laughs> um I sound, I sound like I'm all wise and like no um I mean you are you started at a very young age you started at like you know 16 when a lot of people like me I didn't even know at 16 what a you know what writing was for people or you know how do you write on a magazine or so you started at a very early early age and there's a lot of people like right now who started feeling what you're feeling when they're like in their 40s so you do have a lot of experience and and I'm so like I'm glad we were able to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, tell us, like, tell us, like, from from that from that five years of you learning and finding yourself, was was it what or like, do you love your outcome right now, and and are you living in your purpose? Absolutely, it it all culminated the past three four years, especially when I moved back because say I discovered who I was better, I was able to. Um, peel off certain masks when I was overseas, like identities that were built when I was younger that I just kind of deconstructed when I lived overseas. But then when I moved back, that was another challenge because people knew me from before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people were still pushing an identity they knew of me from what they've experienced before. They never witnessed transformations. They didn't want to have conversations. Um, 
So I felt like in some way, when I moved back, it was that challenge to express myself to people who knew me, who grew up seeing me, telling them, you know, just just anyone who's just trying to be themselves, um, you know, and, and feel okay and not judged and pushed aside because you don't fit their image of you anymore, right? Um, so in the last four years, especially when She Talks started, and especially when I started pursuing life coaching more seriously and when I did Kumu, I got a lot of judgment, which happens a lot in the Philippines. Mafi knows that. Um, and just some toxic people. I mean, there's people out there that just don't like you, okay? Like, what can I do? Um, but when I started to really commit to myself that this is who I am, this is what I want to do, it may not fit your definitions, but I love it. Um, that's when I really started to feel more whole, um, that I wasn't acting, okay, I'm going to be this for this. I'm going to be this for that. You know, I was like, no, I started to feel more whole and everything started to really come together. So everything I learned in next theory, I just applied it to Kumu. Everything I learned in she talks, I also integrated into Kumu and vice versa. Next theory I put into she talks, right? Um, all of that like I kind of created my own ecosystem so now people don't know me as oh Vicky from status and grade one and Odyssey what happened in the past four years of oh Vicky from Kumu and she talks in next theory and those were things I actually built from my like or I was a part of building from my energy and my soul and my passion and like it was really my yeah, like my thumbprint, you know, and that's where I feel like coming into your own and really wanting to follow what you hear. Like, so remember I told you I would hear, I would hear and I would have this guidance when I was younger. And when I started following it, I was walking away from a lot of things and a lot of other people's expectations of me. I was listening to that voice more than what I would listen to other people wanting from me. I had to disappoint a lot of people as well along this journey who are probably still disappointed in me that I did, you know, you know, like bent their will, but like, whatever. <laughs> um, that was my, that was my journey, right? Like not being that people pleaser anymore. And when I, started following that it's i just said it started from life coaching so i said okay life coaching made me want to help women it made me want to heal and talk about things because no one talked about these things when i was 22 and i was depressed and it started there and then and then funny enough uh the guys at kumu found me because of she talks like they saw the videos we were posting online and then I got connected to Roland and Angelo. And then two months after I met Roland and Angelo, or three months after, I got a DM saying, hey, do you want to join our team? It was through She Talks that how I got into Kumo. And then that's how I got into at the early, early days, <laughs> two years ago. The early days, it was like content creation, marketing, and that sort of thing. But also really protecting women in the live stream space. Right. If we're going to go back to it, how can we empower women in the live stream space by making sure they don't feel exploited or harassed by people? Right. So it, it was still part of the mission of helping women. It still was anchored on what I learned in life coaching. And this only happened in the past three and four years of this what I call integration process. Um, and it's the only time really this year I'm talking about it because I don't know. I just never felt I just never felt it was my time to talk about the stories. But now I feel more comfortable reflecting on the journey than before. 
Yeah. I'm glad you're talking about it and I'm glad you're sharing it with us and the world because there are so many people out there who may feel the way you felt like when you were 22. And this just helps them, you know, know that there is, you know, there's hope and that there's um, a way out of it. Did we lose? Okay, I was like, no, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm, I'm like, okay, just praying, please, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just think it's such a great thing. And like your story, needs, and that's a, a, one of the parts of, that's like one of our journeys or our goals is to be able to share other women's, empowering women's stories to share it to other people that may need it. They might need that just like little, little bit of hope from your story. And I'm so grateful that you're here to you know tell us about it. it it's a very powerful story and I'm so like glad that um that we were, we were able to meet here and now you're able to share it with all of you know the community and hopefully and even if it's just one woman or one girl or one guy that you're able to help I mean that's all it is right that's that's yeah. perfect that's all we need so. absolutely yeah I mean, it was a lot. I just, I also said my was just like, I'm going to say as much because you don't know when it's going to get cut off. But um, yeah, I, I feel, <laughs> I just feel like, especially when it comes to like, I was always, I was always trying to fix myself. Like I always thought I had this belief system that there's something wrong. Why am I still hurting? Why am I so lost? I would read, try to read every book. I would try to like, do every workshop but then it's not first off like I'm okay I actually went to therapy and they're like you're not broken you know and um and I had to undo that belief system that there's something wrong and I had to really learn that what if you just be and express yourself and one of the workshops I went to was like you're always trying to do 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 try to get more validation so I feel like I'm good enough and then they said why don't you just be and like practice just expressing yourself and see how that feels and that was really a, a shift from me because especially when I was younger, I felt like I was always chasing validation. I was always trying to get people to accept me. I felt like everything was performance-based. Like, um, for me to get this, I had to do all of these, like, song and dance numbers just to, just to receive that feeling of worthiness. And I had to do a lot of that. And uh, I don't want to be the cliche, like, just love myself, because that's also very hard when you, like, do the deeper healing um but it was really a 10-year journey even 11 years now right i think some people think like okay two weeks of massages i'm good i mean that's great but for me everything from going to therapy workshops um journaling getting to know myself meeting people in different circles like this was all part of the journey you know, and she talks wasn't born like, okay, oh, one conference, we're gonna, then we're gonna have a brand. It's like, no, the culmination of that conference was because four years ago, I went to a workshop where I was depressed, and they were helping me. And that started to help me meet people and have authentic conversations with other women, which helped inspire me to reach out to friends, which helped us come together and then plan a conference, you know. But the reason, you know, it, it, everything is connected. And for us to judge a moment, like that's the moment, you don't know, right? Like you don't know what the next moment will lead. Yeah, correct. I get where she's going with this. 
ladies. So amazing what Vicky's sharing right here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we didn't even have to ask any more questions. I mean, it's pretty I know. We appreciate I you. Feel like you. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, we need to like have more conversations with her. Like, yeah, I can listen forever. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, with you both and, and the workshops that you guys are doing, I mean, having Vicky as possibly a, a guest speaker and represent she talks and next theory it's very timely right now um we need more people sharing their stories that we're only human you know um her journey is so inspiring because uh she was in the limelight you know she was always in front of the camera and um not and we hear stories <laughs> right and good um possibly even here that sometimes, you know, being in front of the camera, that's not the real them or what they're feeling is not truly what's coming out. Right. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate where lives are, are, are you know, being taken, but um, to be able to have a platform like your show and even what Vicky's doing, you know, just speaking from her healing, her life mm -hmm. journey, it's very powerful. Definitely. Well, I hope we can have her jump back on, but um, if not, I'm sure you ladies are happy to invite her on again. <laughs> this yeah. is almost a conversation already. She shared so much. Mm -hmm. um, are there handles that we can share for her? Her handle? Yeah, so we have it on the ticker. I know it's... Uh, Vicky Herrera, and again, you know, I think the support with Kumu, if if you guys can, you know, just be supportive on, on what she's doing. She is the head marketing and also partnerships, I believe. And there she is again. Hi. <laughs> oh, good. Plugged you. And um, oh, yeah, so Vicky, okay. would love to invite you on again. You know, um, an hour, 45 minutes is not enough. So um, I'll organize that. And for sure, yeah. you know, 2021 will be uh, full of collaborations and possibly more conferences together with In Her Purpose show. So maybe you can share with Absolutely. everyone where to find me. Um, did I hear that correctly? Okay. Yes. Okay. So if you if you guys like this stream, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Subscribe. <laughs> um, the like button. I'm, <laughs> I'm on I'm on Instagram. You guys can follow me at Victoria underscore Herrera. Sorry, I just saw your handles now. I should have put that. It's at Victoria underscore Herrera. My name's here. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Kumu at Victoria underscore Herrera. I used to do a lot of wellness streams, but because Kumu got so busy with marketing, I had no time to stream except today. And um yeah, I just want to say thank you, ladies, for having me. There's so like James raves about you guys and i've always wanted to do something with you i just never had time so i'm just so thankful for this opportunity and for your invitation mafe and if there's ways we can collaborate next year let's do it you know not just in yes. Kumu, but in she talks and next theory so just let me know let's do it let's do it i feel like it's yeah. just like the beginning like how awesome would it be you know like all the things that we would do together and 
when you got cut off, Rose and I were talking about how we grew up in SoCal and we've never met anyone in your family. Like we know Jerry. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Like, oh. Yeah, it's like such a small world, and we we've not met anyone in your family. I thought that was like crazy. It'll well, get now <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we'll find connections later on. You know how yes. it is in our communities. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're so so thank you for being on. We're we're we really do want to do some more collabs in 2021. Um, there's so much healing that's going to have to happen next year. You know, going through the times that going through whatever time it is that we're going through right now, there are going to be a lot of people that, that need to be um, motivated and empowered and just to heal, too. So we have to do yeah. something. We have to Absolutely. do something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Including Absolutely. us. <laughs> Including us. Exactly. All of us. <laughs> and it's, it's something James always says. Like, we want to connect communities from everywhere. Because... Mm-hmm. You know how it is from like Mafia Australia, um, you ladies from the States. I lived in Singapore and Hong Kong. Like there's Filipinos everywhere. Like, why aren't we connecting? Like, why is there that that distance? Um, and that's something we've always wanted to do. So if we can do that more here in the Philippines and just have, you know, connect it to the communities everywhere in the world, like that would be the dream. Right. You know, that's the vision of of, of Kumo. When you guys are doing it. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Is there anything as far as like what you're doing during this time um, besides Kumu or the projects that you want to talk about? So I guess um, apart from this interview, do find um, Vicky on uh, Kumu also. So follow her handle. If we can still hop on there, depending on her, <laughs> her internet, we'll ask her offline. But um, thank you everyone for tuning in. Everyone on Facebook, on um, Kumu, we appreciate you guys. And I hope you learned uh, a lot. I mean, I know the ladies and I here, we learned so much from uh, from Vicky and her her journey itself. I mean, at a young age, she's still very young and uh, now understanding how to empower other women, um, younger women that are also going through uh, a similar journey, um, especially during this time, it's very timely. I think that where she was able to find the confidence and the courage Right, ladies. So I'm excited. I'm excited for In Her Purpose to collaborate with Vicky. Um, watch out for that, guys. Uh, ladies, maybe you want to invite everyone to the In Her Purpose marketplace again before we wrap yes. up? Yes. Um, so everybody, you know, we have our holiday marketplace. You can find different products made and or distributed by Asian women empowered bosses who are doing their thing for the holiday, um, find them and us at ihpshop.com. And you ha- if you haven't yet, guys, check out the IGTV live that Rose and Jen did um, promoting the track. So it's, I know, while stocks are, stocks are limited, so you better get yours so that you can also um, make your own creations. And I know it's so yummy how I wish I can have that here in the Philippines, but soon. (laughs) Okay, ladies, 
And this was an amazing episode. I am so grateful for Victoria, for Vicky, for you both. So um, let's see yeah. offline if we can come with her. But everybody, thank you again. And we'll see you for our next episode. I believe we still have one more until we wrap up 2020. Yep. Right? One more episode next week. You are fantastic. You're doing such a great job, okay? I just want to tell you that. Yes. <laughs> so much you want to inspire, that's why, you know. So many people out there. Okay, see you guys later. Bye. Bye.